You're listening to Win Win, an entrepreneurial community with your host, Ben Wolf. And welcome to Win Win, an entrepreneurial community. As always, I am your host, Ben Wolf. I want to announce on the show, and the truth is, we did this on the last episode, but uh, the Win Win Entrepreneurial Community Podcast uh, for things of value for small and mid sized businesses is now on YouTube. So, uh, we're you know kind of building that up and improving the quality of that over time. Check out last week's episode about uh, about C uh, about SEO, excuse me, and uh, and check out this episode. Check out any episode on YouTube. Subscribe to uh, Win Win and Entrepreneurial Community on YouTube, and you'll get updates on those. Um, now I want to get straight in from there into introducing our guest today, uh, who is the founder and CEO at Turning Point HCM, an outsourced HR company. Uh, it's been around for over 10 years. Uh, he and his team have actually completely pivoted. Well, not completely. I mean, they've l- largely pivoted and created a whole new out-of-the-box COVID-19 and antibody testing and tracking program for employers so they can open up again uh, and don't have to just figure it out all on their own and they have something that's out-of-the-box they can use to track and test uh, their people, make everybody feel safe. So really excited to talk about that. It's very, very relevant, obviously, to what people need to know today. And um, uh, our guest today has been a sales executive in the healthcare, insurance, and benefits spaces for 15 years before that. Uh, you can catch an interview with him tomorrow. That's June 2nd when this is airing, although the recording will be available afterwards as well. But tomorrow, June 2nd, uh, 2020, at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific, uh, you can find out and register for that webinar at turningpointhcm.com slash webinars. That's turningpointhcm.com slash webinars. Uh, you can find out more about this company and what they do generally, outsourced HR, et cetera, at turningpointhcm.com. And with that, I give you Rick Marr. Welcome, Rick. Hey, Ben. Thanks for having me. Uh, happy Monday. Thank you. Happy day to you, too. And, and happy to have you on, I think, you know, look, you know, this, this is a show for adding value and knowledge for entrepreneurs. And we're going to definitely do a lot of that today. Don't usually like, uh, you know, do it as a, as a format for some kind of infomercial type of thing. Um, But as people really want to open up and get back to work and ramp back up, uh, you want to do so safely, you want to do so in compliance. Uh, And so this just seems like something that that strikes me as a, as a no brainer, that's something that does share value. Maybe there's others out there doing it too. And I, Hopefully they'll be successful and people can find out about them too. But uh, I really wanted to focus on ramping up, getting out there. What are the requirements? And I know it's different in each state, but what are the requirements? What do people need to know? So that, so before we really dive a little bit more deeply into that, I want to first uh, focus on if you could, you know, like ask all my guests, if you could just give us a little context, a little two minute yeah. background in history on where you came from, how you got to be, wh- where you are now and what you're doing and you know, to what we're talking about today. Yeah, great. Thank you. Yeah, so I started the business in 2010 during the last Great Recession, right? Right in the depths of it. Um, and, you know, really the whole val- vision was to focus on first or second generation family businesses that have between a handful and a couple hundred employees that are doing something on the order of a million to 50 million in revenue, right? Mm-hmm. The, let's call it the, the regular local businesses. That was the focus. And during the last recession, what we noticed was that there was this big move towards outsourcing operational function, right? HR being one of them. And there was even a bigger 
supply of great HR talent sitting on the sideline because of that recession, right? So that was really the genesis of identifying a problem that most small business owners didn't have true operational HR support and how did, how could we provide, how could we provide that to them? And that was really the kind of the genesis. So since that time, we've worked with over 900 businesses. We have 24 HR folks that work for us and we, our products are sold nationally. Um, we work nationally. So, you know, kind of the lessons of 2010 started to really resurface, right? Again, as we started to, to dive into COVID. And, um, you know, from the problems that we solve as a company for those businesses really fall into four basic buckets. The first is compliance, right? So every day there's some new law, rule, or regulation in the normal times, right? Now there's FFCRA and there's all kinds of stuff that's coming about that business owners need to be aware of. And that, you know, right now everyone's in this kind of what's going to happen at a mode, but right. as we emerge, the um, compliance will become a tremendous thing. The second side of it is employ our employee issues, right? So who was furloughed, laid off? We got to bring them back, rehire, you know, who's not getting to work, who's not performing, all those things come back together again. The third thing and that's really a, a been always a common focus, but again, now with COVID is going to become even bigger, our policies and procedures. So handbooks and job descriptions, performance rent, all that stuff is going to have to be rewritten, rethought about, and redeveloped as we emerge and come into whatever the next new normal is. And then the fourth, again, very HR-ish, but also as we come out of this is the, is the strategic bucket, right? So, mm -hmm. um, you know, do I have the right people on the team? Do I have the right skill sets? Are the people that got me here the people that are going to get me there? Are products changing? Very, very big and dynamic. And then also the bigger picture is many business owners are going to say, geez, I went through this in 2008 and 10. Now I'm going through it again. How do I get out of this, right? How do I build my business so that it becomes a real valuable asset from a human capital perspective so that maybe I can ride off into the sunset one day? So that's kind of the high level, what we do, the kinds of companies that we serve. And to kind of transition into COVID, when this started really first breaking, um, we lost 50% of our business literally in the first wow. 10 days of April, right? From March 27th, when everything went on lockdown to first couple of weeks in April, we lost 50% because businesses were closing. Hey, sorry, we're out of, you know, our right. people are normal, right? That sort of thing. So it was a very difficult time and you know that was we were dealing with that right and then that was depressing in a lot of ways um difficult in all kinds of ways um then as we started to kind of get through and we we took that 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 punch if you will and kind of got our feet under us the next phase after ppp and the and the sba and all that kind of stuff right the next phase was we're an essential business we're now going to get back to work but how are we going to do it, right? That's what people started calling us. So we, we identified one of our clients um, who was kind of thinking about putting together an employer-sponsored plan, but they're, they're, they're more on the medical side and they didn't have the ability to distribute it to businesses. That's kind of where we come in. 
So the, 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 it made perfect sense that this is what our clients were asking for is how do we get back to work? How do we limit our liability? Because right now all the liability is on the employer. Right. And how do we, you know, give our employees the sense that they're safe, give our clients the sense that if we're coming to your office or whatever, doing our work, that we're safe. But more importantly, how do we use this to go get new clients at this time? Because we say, hey, work with us. We're doing these things. We're safe, blah, blah, blah. So that was kind of the genesis right. of, of all of this stuff. And, you know, I we launched it, I'm going to say, a soft launch of the product. Oh, probably about the last week in April, first week in May. Mm-hmm. And it's just been ratcheting up especially as more and more states are opening and we're getting closer and closer to, you know, kind of full open. Right. Well, okay. So, so then I do want to dive into that, but, but but putting that aside for a minute, just like broad level, what do it, what do employers, what does small and mid-sized businesses need to know? What are they required to do in order to open up? Like what are the requirements? And I know it's a difficult question to answer because every state is going to have its own rules and regulations uh, there's not that much necessarily that's nationally um, in the U.S. you know standardized, but broadly speaking, maybe you can give an example of two or three states. But what are the basic requirements? What employers have to do to be able to like compliantly and legally, just from a legal and compliance perspective, need to op- need to do to open up? Yeah. So great, great question. And you're right; it's a huge question right now. And I think to, to kind of put a put a top on it to start is we're applying logic to an illogical situation, right? So meaning no one has, there's no playbook for this thing. And I think right. even, even as government entities are reacting and reacting quickly, right? Sometimes that's very necessary. The ramifications of those actions, although the intentions were good, may create other issues, right? We don't have to dive uh-huh. into those. Um, and I think right now, the biggest thing that most employers are focused on is reconfiguring their space, right? Or what are their mm-hmm. space needs, right? And it's funny, I was on a, I was on a call with a very large um, national employer who has, you know, millions of feet, square feet of space. And we were having this conversation and we were talking about plexiglass and spacing issues and all that kind of stuff. And, and the person mm-hmm. on the line made a brilliant observation. They said, what if all this stuff that we're reacting to right now today in three months is no longer valid? Well, we might have just spent millions of dollars mm-hmm. on all of this stuff and it might change. The, the government right. may say you right. need more. You need, it's in like flux. Flux, flux, right? So there's all this stuff. But I, so with that said, I think there's a lot of places, OSHA, Department of Health, uh, DOL, that are putting out guidance, governments, mm-hmm. you know, that, that sort of thing that are, uh, let's call it um, um, reasonable common sense, for lack of a better term, you know, spacing and washing your hands and cleaning. But I think there's an overriding thing that business owners are really afraid of right now. And it is that right now employers have liability on their employees right right so without getting political right now that is a debate of the next you know we're at june 1st today 
They're debating phase four in Congress and Senate of what the, what the next bill should be to help. And one, side, uh, one side's demand is that there absolutely has to be a limit of the liability on the employer. And the other side is saying, no, there shouldn't be, right? So this is a big debate, but right now it's- So meaning like if somebody gets COVID from a, a coworker, right. right? And then they get really sick or they die, God forbid, right. can there be a wrongful death suit in other words? Could, could be. Like right now, if you just right. think that so through- That's a debate. It's a debate. I, I, have, I actually have not been reading up on that. I didn't know that was like a big issue now. So it's, it's, it's a big issue and it's right under the radar right now because a lot of businesses are not back to work. Right. Um, I think there's another side of it. We're going to be having a webinar next, uh, next week. Um, we're having uh, an employment lawyer who's going to be talking about these things. Does it fall on workers' comp? Is it all sorts of stuff? But okay. right now it's, it's, it's the, the liability sits with the employer or could be with the employer let's right. put it that so way that's a scary, that's right so that's a scary part there's a liability and even if there is a limit there's still liability so what Correct. do we need to do i mean what you know if i'm a i'm a smaller mid-sized business what are the things i need to do to be able to open up with as much limited liability as possible right so so therefore you know what we're talking to our employers about or our customers about is just like with having, let's just use an HR thing, an employee handbook or sexual harassment training. That doesn't mean that it can't happen in your business. It doesn't mean that it, but what it does mean is if something, God forbid, does go wrong, as an employer, you could say, look, I've done everything reasonably right. possible to- So if you have a common the- sense, right. So people need to put in place some sort of common sense precautions, whatever the exact details of those are, that will give them a common sense where they're doing, they're doing their part. So if, if somebody, we talk about, you know, getting closer to our, our topic today, but like, you know, if you put in, in place some sort of testing, some sort of tracking, some sort of hand-washing rules, you update your policies and procedures, you actually carry those out, uh, you know, as far as certain safety precautions, then that will be a shield against that potential liability if someone does get sick. And of course, you also want to prevent people getting sick and you want people to feel safe. Obviously, that's number one. But on the back end, uh, that's a shield if something does happen, which it will sometimes, I mean, statistically speaking, it will happen. So to some people. Yeah. So, you know, just in our testing program last week alone, we, we caught, I don't mean caught, but we had 20 identified. Uh, em- we had 20 employees and various clients of ours through this program, which we can jump into, uh, tested positive right. for COVID-19. So they were removed from the workforce, put into the protocols, and um, you know that's a way of keeping people safe. So, um, so, so, so you know, the, as we all know, there's no perfect shield, but having a program that's trackable that's a system is probably like anything, the best way to limit the, um, you know, if something, you know, that you've done everything right. right. I think the other side of it is if you are a company that's doing this sort of stuff, whatever it is, you're showing your employees that you're taking it seriously and the culture will accommodate that. Right. So having hand sanitizer alone at everyone's work desk, it's okay. It's better than nothing, but okay. What if we had hand sanitizers and we reconfigured our office space? Okay. That's even better. Right. Hand sanitizer, office space. And now, you know, 
plexi shields and PPE and all that other stuff. What we're saying to our, we're building the culture that this is important to, to us as an organization, right. Right? all that sort of stuff. So I think then the, 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 the next, those things are all well and good, or it may be taking someone's temperature, but they're not a system or a process. Right. They're tools. And right? a lot of people are, are, are infectable even without a, te- a temperature anyway, because you, you know, you could spread infection before you even get a temperature. So it's, you know, it's, uh, it's of limited utility, but together with a lot of other things could right. be, could be very useful. That's the kind of things people should be rolling out. But now let's get, let's get to this kind of out of the box, out of this, out of the box thing here. What is it that, what is it that your company's offering and and how does it and how does it work exactly? How is that something that you could enable people yep. around the United States to use? Yeah. So the way that the program works, and our partner is a company called Heed Health in this, and they were, you know, a, a sixty-person doctor's office and with medical directors and a, you know, seven hundred eighty-five thousand patients and uh, you know just top-notch organization that was shut down. So because of what was going on, so they kind of. Uh, had a necessity. But the way that the program works is typically three to five days before a business returns to work. So we're in this phase now where everyone's getting ready to return to work. Mm -hmm. We send, we have three options. There's three plans, but the, the, the main plan is that what we do is we send a medical supervised team on site, as I said, three to five days before uh, they go back to work. Um, so the office, let's say, is closed. They're giving an ideal situation. They have an office set up. We give everyone a 15-minute window, so not everyone's congregating mm-hmm. beforehand. They come in. At that 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 time, they get their um, they get their COVID-19 test and mm-hmm. and blood drawn for do both. The, for the okay. antibody test. Right? right. Results back three to five days. Let's say, for instance, everyone is good. Right? Everyone has tested. You know, has is. I'll just say everyone's good. Then they come back to work. Before they come back to work, we build the data. We've built the database, and everyone's information will go in there. It's HIPAA compliant. All the employees sign off a HIPAA release form. And every morning before those people come to work or before their shift, whatever it may be, they get an email and an SMS text that they attest that they do not have, you know, some of the, you know, fever, symptoms. Right, loss of taste and smell and all those other things, right? So now you have uh, who's they have the antibody test, you have the COVID nineteen test, and you monitor. Mm-hmm. Now, if someone, let's say in the tenth day, says, "Hey, I have these things," mm-hmm. they get an immediate telehealth visit with one of our physicians, wow. one of the physicians that he helps. Okay, it, like me within an hour. Okay, and the employer is alerted, right? And that, that call is a triage call, if you will. And the doctor is doing the telehealth visit to see, is this allergies, a regular cold, or, right. or you know, should you get into your primary care and, and, and get into the quarantine and the principles of the, of the, of the quarantine for uh, self, you know, quarantining for COVID-19 testing the 14 days and all that kind of stuff. So then this way, then you're protected by the FFCRA or, you know, all those different things. So it's it's meant to get a baseline with the testing in the beginning and then track every day for those 30 days and provide immediate intervention should someone have a problem. So what, the, so what happens, how do you know who that person has been physically around? 
Well, that's that's the other part of it. So there might be people who are in the department, right? Um, there might be people that they're in close contact with. Maybe so a cluster of desks or cluster I, of desks, those sorts of things. That's why you want to kind of do a little bit of all of this stuff to make sure right. it works, right? So you want to be, you know, you don't want to send, uh, you know, 20 people into the same lunchroom at the same time, all sitting on top of each other, right? So you're thinking if we'd have some common sense other things, hopefully, you know, 10 employees are not crammed into one cubicle kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so, so then if, it, if it's identified kind of that, okay, let the employer know who the person was, what department they're in, and then the employer can decide, hey, hey oh boy, they're in, uh, they're, in a, you know, they're in the accounting department and they have plenty of space, they're good, or, or we need to get our office cleaned, it could be a bunch of different things. So then that process, that cycle is repeated in recommended minimum of three times. So test, track, 30 days later, test, track, 30 days later, test, track again. So that you have this program and, and you know, obviously we can extend it further than the three months, right. but a minimum of the three months is recommended right now just because the, um, obviously there's no vaccination right now. Right. And because, uh, you know, th there's so many things going on with this disease that not everyone's aware of, not to become a medical doctor or anything, but it's, it's, yeah, who knows what who knows what the recommended practices right. are even going to be three months from now? I mean, things change on a on a daily basis. Right, right. So from an employee perspective, or employer perspective, we think this is a really good way to help set the boundaries of that liability. Hey, we've done mm -hmm. this. We've you know we've done everything reasonably possible um, to no. to to keep our people safe. Right. Uh, you know. So, so that's really the crux of the program. And I think some of the things. Now, where is this available? It's, it's available nationally. So okay. um, there are three levels of testing. So if outside of New York, you must have a minimum of 30 employees for us to send someone on site. Okay. We're being tested. Um, however, if there's, there's another option, there's the, um, the saliva test. Um, not the ones you're reading in the news. These are the ones from the labs, lab, lab, uh, lab corp and quest and some other clear labs, um, that are very high, very high level of efficiency. And we mail that to the, the employee's house with a FedEx slip. Mm -hmm. They do the test, they send it back. Wow. So that does not have, that does not have the, um, the antibody, which is the drawing of the blood. Right. So it's a, it's a little less expensive. They send it back, and then we do the same thing. We put them into the monitoring, which we think is really the, the most important part, is right. the monitoring, the daily monitoring. Then we have a third option, which is just monitoring. Uh -huh. So, again, less expensive, no testing, just, okay, we set up a database. Um, we start you know, you know, sending everyone the, every morning there a testing, and we monitor that. So right. there's a database there so that employees, if there is an issue, um, you know, again, the employee can, the employer can say, hey, we've had a program, we've, we've, we've done everything reasonably possible. Right. I mean, and again, people can get more details on this at, uh, at, at Rick's website on the subject, uh, turningpointhcm.com. There's a little section at the top about COVID and antibody testing and a red bar. Just click on that, uh, turningpointhcm.com. Um, can you tell a couple of stories, a couple of examples in the last few minutes we have here? 
on how this is actually working in real life. I mean, with some of these clients that you've been pulling this program out with. Yeah. So it's, it's been interesting. So about three weeks ago when we really started kind of talking to clients in a, in a really meaningful way, um, three and a half weeks ago, about maybe, um, it was a lot of construction companies mm -hmm. that were in the essential space. They were, they were going back to business and they had clients like building managers and such. that said, look, we're not letting you, your people in to work unless we know that there's some level of safety. Right. So that was the beginning of it. Mm -hmm. And, and, and you know, some manufacturing and some other things like that. Uh, now we're trying now, now because of more mass openings, we're getting to, um, you know, more professional services. So from a, from a, a function of how it's working on site, it's been so well received because every politician, every, you know, expert on TV is talking about testing mm -hmm. and talking about monitoring and tracking. And this has all the components. So right. there's a lot of employers that we you tell your clients, with. tell your customers, tell your employees, like we're, we're tracking, we're testing, we're, you know, we're doing a, so yeah, what's some specific cases like, and I mean, obviously not the names of the companies unless people don't mind, but, um, so for instance, we, yeah, we, we tested a 120 person lumber yard, right? So, you know, we went in, we found three or four people that had it. Mm -hmm. They were pulled out of the workforce. The employer feels safe because they're not standing. Think of, they're not standing at the front door with a, a gun right. pointing it at employees heads, you know, and saying, okay, you can work today and you can't. Right. So just think of that imagery, right. It's terrible. Um, so from, from that perspective, employers have been very, for, for, for listeners and viewers clarity, I think you mean a temperature taking gun, not a, a temperature taking gun, but it, <laughs> it looks right, but it looks a little bit like and they're standing at the front door yeah. before you come in and, and, you yeah. know, and do this, right. Every, every so, time I go to the grocery store. Right, exactly. So it's not a comfortable feeling for anybody involved, right? So, so from a practical perspective, the employers have found it very easy. It's very simple. For the most part, the employees love it because, you know, to get a little graphic, the first time you have someone sneeze in the office, the whole office is going to go running, yeah. right? Send in the SWAT team. Right, send in the SWAT team or the SWAT <laughs> team. Um, so SWAT team. Yeah. So I think from a practical standpoint, employers love it because it's easy for them, right? It's very easy. Yeah. Uh, two, it, it, it's, this, is, this is all we're talking about now is how do I open up my business? Because the yeah. worst thing that could happen. Also, that's why I want to share this information. I mean, it's exactly. Right. And, and if someone opens their business today, and yeah, they have the person with the gun standing at the front door, um, but they, they have an outbreak tomorrow and they have to reclose. I think that's their biggest fear. So from a, from a implement, the, the biggest question is, do I want to pay for this? That's it. I mean, if, if someone says, yes, I'll pay for it. It's easy. It's, it's totally employer sponsored. You don't need to have health insurance. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a program that's set up and um, it's, it's really uh, except for setting up the first day of testing where, okay, we'll come in on Tuesday. You're at nine, you're at nine 15, et cetera. The daily tracking has nothing to do with the employer. So it's a, it's a, you know, it's computerized. Right, it's easier. It's out of the box. 
You help people with uh, policies and procedures also? Do they get that as part of this program? Yeah, absolutely. That's something that we're, um, we've helped a lot of companies with that's separate from the program because everyone does need, is going to have to update right. their handbook. Everyone's going to have to update, right. you know, uh, you know uh, flex work hours and, and whatever right. they do, and job descriptions. Right. right. So uh, my, you know, my job six months ago was to do X. It might be to now do X right. and Y remotely. I don't know. Right. So a no, lot I just, of and, I, and I know, like, cause I know the reason I ask is, I mean, I know that, I mean, I'm an attorney, built a compliance program uh, for, you know, employee compliance and HR and uh, Medicaid compliance and different things on uh, HIPAA and a couple of places. And I know that you could be doing everything right. You could be doing all the right things in the world, but if it's not written in a, in a policy and procedure manual somewhere, then from the government's perspective, you're not doing it, even if you're doing double what the law requires. So it's, you know, it's a, it's a little illogical, but it's a reality. Somebody comes in, they want to be able to show like, hey, here's on a piece of paper what we're doing. You can show them that and you're actually doing it, then you're in good shape and you could not worry. But um, so that's what I ask about that. I guess the last thing I want to ask before we, before we conclude is um, you just say on the, what's going to be, what are you going to be talking about on the webinar? I know there's a webinar tomorrow, Tuesday, June 6th, 11 Eastern, 8 Pacific. Um, again, turningpointhcm.com slash webinars to sign up for that and people can listen to recordings afterward. What are you gonna be talking about there? So that, that webinar tomorrow, is, and thank you for asking, is specifically about this program. Okay. So we're gonna have, um, uh, we're gonna also have the CEO of Heat Healthcare was a partner in this, their chief medical officer, awesome. and, uh, and their chief scientific officer on that call. Are you gonna so show that, the actual platform the employers use to see the tracking and everything? Yes, we're actually uh, we're do we're added a demo component to the to the webinar, which we didn't have in the last. We did this a couple of weeks ago as well, just because of the demand. So we're going to have that as well. Um, and and really, what this gives is employers the opportunity to talk to doctors who are in charge of this program. So some people may want to ask about tests, or they may want to ask about different things. Right. They actually have more technical than what you what well, you'd be qualified to answer. When, Way over my pay grade, right? right? So, um, so, so we have them available so that they can have, uh, you know, free reign within reason to ask those doctors these uh, various questions about this disease and about tracking and testing and all those sorts of things. That's great. Yeah. So, all right. I mean, that's interesting. I hope people can catch that again tomorrow, Tuesday, June second, uh, eleven a.m. Eastern, eight Pacific. Uh, Turningpointhcm.com/webinars to register for that and go to the same link. I mean, if you've listened to this in four days, you know, like we're a week or two uh, hence, uh, you can uh, listen to that on the recording at the same link. Uh, you can find the recording through the same link. Uh, and again, turningpointhcm.com. Uh, you can get more information about this testing and tracking program uh, for employers. If that's going to help, if that's something that helps you guys, you can learn more about it there. Uh, but uh, Rick, just really appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much. Ben, I, I really appreciate you uh, sharing, let me share my story with everyone and, and every one of your listeners. Um, you've, you've been a tremendous help and, and uh, you know, I really thank you for, your, for, for, for what you've done and the platform you've given us because it's a really important thing for people to return to work. So thank you. Yeah, I hear that. No, no problem. And uh, thanks everybody for listening and we'll see everybody else on the other side. Thank you. Thank you. You're listening to Win Win, an entrepreneurial community with your host, Ben Wolf.